Hello, McWarrior fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Today is the dawn of an exciting new league, a trial by fire, a proverbial bloodbath of lasers and autocannons, the likes of which you have never seen. Born from the twisted mind of the Dragon's own Hohiro Karita, this new league will pit the finest MechWarrior units throughout the Inner Sphere against each other via intense skirmish-based combat. If you thought one versus ones and two versus twos was hardcore, just wait, because the Martial Olympiad is reborn. We are almost at the end, Mech fans, with just one game left to play as at the time of this recording, uh, and that is in NA Div B. What is happening, Mech fans? It's Coz and Indigo here, and it is the 26th of April, and the Martial Olympiad Reborn is all but over, and what an outstanding tournament it has been. Since the last podcast, we had the winners of EU Div A decided, so congratulations to First Jaguar Guards for taking that division and beating out the monstrous. Eon Tatos, uh, only NA Div B remains undecided, though we know that we will either be crowning White Knight Legion or Smoke Hatters as the winners there. Today though is the first in probably a couple of wrap-up episodes where we reflect back on the tournament and talk a little bit about what we saw. Uh, given the tournament isn't quite over, I thought we could start by looking back quickly at each of the teams, uh, talk about where they finished, how they performed, and uh, considering that against their roster strength. Firstly though, let's take a look at the results that we have had so far in round 7. So in EU Div A, uh, we still had that makeup game. It was the last and deciding game from round 4. Unfortunately, the game wasn't cast, uh, but JGX went in with a 15-point lead, and they basically simply needed to avoid a 5-0 whitewash. Now, they did manage this by the narrowest of margins, uh, playing for stalemates on HPG. Uh, and managing to get a tie, uh, which gave them the division. So not the best way to finish, uh, but a win is a win, and particularly after their dominant victory in the makeup game for round three, uh, they certainly earned the win in that division. So yeah, JGX uh, went down to Eon forward zip uh, with a tie in there as well. Now in NA Div B, we uh, have had three games played, uh, and there is the one game left to be played. Uh, now the first was a crossover match between EMP and Death From Above, uh, and this did result in a very comprehensive victory for EMP, and it effectively put Death From Above out of contention, uh, and in fact it dropped them all the way down to fourth. Uh, the second game was also hugely influential, and that was a fantastic throwdown between White Knight Legion and Potato Killers, and White Knight Legion won this one 3-2. Now it put White Knight Legion currently in first place in the division and 16 points ahead of Smoke Adders uh, who still have a game to play. And it means that Smoke Adders will finish at least in second uh, and they will actually take the division if they win at least three drops in their game against Clan Crossfire uh, which is coming up this Sunday. Now, Emis and The Answer also played, and that was a very good game, very close, and Emis Crab People took that one 3-2. Uh, that one was really just to decide where Emis Crab People might finish. They are currently in fifth, and uh, Clan Crossfire could overtake them if they win three drops in the NA Div B game against Smoke Hatters. 
All right, let's talk briefly about how each team performed, uh, particularly considering what their original roster strength was and where they had come in uh, ranked as the tournament saw 32 teams registered uh, and ranked, and they were put into six different divisions, two in EU and four in NA. Let's start with EU Div A. Uh, this was a very competitive div dominated early by Eon, uh, but it took a while to take shape given that there were those missed matches between JGX and Eon. And as mentioned, it did come down to that last match between JGX and Eon, with JGX doing just enough uh, to take that division. So let's start with the winners. First, Jaguar Gars finished first on 124 points. Uh, they won five of their six matches, including winning 21 of the 30 drops, and they had a kill rate of 75%. Now on roster strength, they were actually the lowest ranked in that division and seventh overall. So to take the division over top ranked Eon was an outstanding effort by JGX. Uh, they weren't highly ranked when it came to the key metrics overall, but they just had a knack of getting wins. Uh, so yeah, obviously a team with, with a pretty strong focus on strategy. Uh, Data was their top ranked pilot, playing 25 drops and averaging 294 match score and 479 damage uh, per drop. The high points for JGX was that round 3 victory over Eon, uh, whilst the low point was undoubtedly the disruption uh, that was caused by several of their team members um, earning themselves a month-long ban uh, that really threw a spanner in the works for their last game. Eon Tatos finished second on 121 points in that division. Uh, they won four of their six matches and won 20 of 30 drops, and their kill rate was a very impressive 81%. Eon were the highest ranked team in the tournament, and they will be disappointed, I think, that they finished second. They really did look unstoppable early, and I had talked them up a lot in the podcast, uh, but they did take a couple of pretty hard losses in, in a pretty short period of time, uh, to be honest. Lizzie uh, was their top pilot, and uh, Lizzie averaged a 275 match score and 464 damage per drop that he was in. Uh, their high point was probably their first two rounds where they just looked so dominant, uh, and their low point was undoubtedly that heavy loss to JGX in the round three makeup match. Russian Jade Falcon finished third on 96 points, and they won two of their six matches, including winning 12 uh, of the drops that they played in and they had a kill rate of about a tournament average 67%. And they were highly ranked on roster strength, the second in the division, and in fact fourth overall in the tournament. So they'll probably be pretty disappointed uh, given that roster strength that they finished third and pretty far back, all things considered, uh, particularly given they showed just how good they were in some patches. Terminator 20 was their best pilot uh, and averaged 247 match score and 377 damage uh, per drop. Uh, Terminator also got a very powerful 29 kills. Uh, the high point was surely the outstanding win that they had over Eon in round six, uh, which kind of started the downhill slide for Eon. And their low point was probably the round three loss to Phoenix Legion, where they actually beat them on kills, uh, but Phoenix Legion uh, kind of beat them on strats and got the win. And speaking of Phoenix Legion, they finished fourth in the division on 78 points. They won just one of their six matches, and they won, unfortunately, only six drops in the tournament. Uh, Phoenix Legion probably did envision that they would perform a little better, uh, given that they do have a, a very strong roster, uh, and they'll probably 
be disappointed that they finished not only as far back as they did, but that they didn't take more drops off these other teams. Uh, Stimraug was strongest for Phoenix Legion, uh, averaging 222 match score and 386 damage uh, per drop, and Stimraug also got 16 kills. Now, uh, the high point for Phoenix Legion, I think, was that excellent win over Russian Jade Falcon, where they executed some strats to perfection, in particular, um, a Tourmaline strat that was uh, yeah, really, really well done, whilst the uh, low point was a pretty tough loss that they had at the ends of uh, Eon in round five. So on to EU Div B, and uh, this was a highly competitive division. Uh, all six teams really vied for the title here. The division, though, was dominated by Majestic 12, and they were deserved winners, uh, and arguably probably the highest performing team in the entire tournament. Uh, but there was four teams in the division, I think, that um, were very, very good and actually finished in the top 15 of all teams. So, uh, yeah, when we, when we look at average match score, so a very, very good division. So Majestic 12 did finish first on 116 points, and they won four out of their five matches. They were virtually unstoppable, uh, winning 22 of 25 drops, and they had an unbelievable kill rate of 92%. Uh, they were the highest ranked in the division uh, and 12th ranked in the tournament, and their performance was pretty outstanding. Uh, I think with the way that they performed, not only would they have topped uh, Division B in uh, the European region, I think they would have topped the NA uh, Div B as well, so that's uh, probably a good sign as to just how successful their tournament was. A Texan Scrublord led the way for them with an unbelievable 382 match score and 607 damage average per drop that he played and an insane 41 kills uh, across those matches. Uh, the high point for them was probably just their consistency. They were just unreal. Uh, they only lost three drops the entire tournament. So yeah, no real low point. They were just, uh, they came in and they got the job done. They were very, very good. Furia uh, finished second on 95 points, also winning four out of their five games. Uh, they were a real, real gutsy team. Uh, they won 15 of the 25 drops they played in uh, and a kill rate of 68%. They did have an amazing tournament. Uh, they finished second uh, after being ranked last in the division on roster strength coming in. Frio 19 was excellent for them, uh, averaging 315 match score and 481 damage. Uh, and also getting 17 uh, kills across the tournament. Uh, the high point was probably their fantastic win over uh, Majestic 12, uh, giving that team their only loss in the tournament. Uh, and again, another team where I don't think they really had any low points. They overperformed and uh, were good pretty much the whole way through. Now, Russian Jade Falcon Irie finished third on 86 points, and they won three of their five matches. They won 12 of their 25 drops and they had a kill rate of 67%. They actually came into the tournament ranked second in the division and 14th overall. So finishing third is pretty good given how competitive the division is, but uh, I think they would have really had high hopes for finishing at least first or second. Uh, Desertu was absolutely potent for Russian Jade Falcon Irie, uh, blasting 27 kills and averaging 294 match score and 482 damage. Uh, Iris' high point was probably uh, just how competitive they were overall. They were basically in almost every game. Um, their low point was probably the only game that they played that was very, very poor. 
uh, which was against Majestic 12 in uh, round five, an important game, and uh, unfortunately they weren't quite able uh, to to give Majestic uh, as much trouble as they'd given the other teams. I Hate My Team finished fourth on 83 points, and they won two of their five matches. They won 11 of the 25 drops they played with a kill rate, uh, just below average at 62%. They were ranked third in the division coming in and 18th overall, so uh, again, a team that probably felt that they could have finished better than uh, just the two wins. Uh, I Hate My Team really shared the performance amongst their pilots uh, with 100% Konglord, uh, Snaky115, Dope Bear, and Shakes, all with really, really good stats. So they did um, share those and were pretty close. Uh, they were another team, I think, whose high point was in just how competitive they were, but the low point is probably the inverse of that, in that they were competitive, but they just missed out on getting the job done in lots of the matches, and they played in. So that's something that they'll probably look back on and think that they could have done better in, in the tournament. 31st Tassar Regiment finished 5th on 80 points, uh, also winning 2 of their 5 matches. They won 10 of the 25 drops they played in with a kill rate of 57%. Uh, they were 4th ranked in the division uh, coming in, uh, so they did finish pretty close I think to, to where they would have expected to. Uh, Christoph McEgan was probably Hussar's best, uh, averaging 251 match score and 395 damage per drop uh, and also getting 20 kills. Their high point was a very strong win over I Hate My Team in round three. Uh, whilst their low point was probably their kill rate, to be honest. Uh, they obviously just had some problems finishing mechs off uh, in the games. And uh, if they had been a little bit better there, they may have been out of jack. Uh, more wins. Clan Widowmaker and Friends finished sixth on 65 points. Uh, and they were unable to grab a win in the tournament, unfortunately. Uh, they won just five of the 25 drops they were part of with a kill rate of just 33%. Uh, they were ranked fifth in the division, so they probably would have been hoping for at least one or two wins, uh, but they did finish pretty close to where they were ranked. A Raptor was strong for them. A Raptor averaged 234 match score and 356 damage per drop. Uh, the high point was a, a very, very good performance against Russian Jade Falcon in round four. And that almost got them the win. That eluded them. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the low point, of course, was not being able to get that win in the end. So yeah, a very, very good division. And well done to Majestic 12 uh, for coming up victors there. From the European region to the North American region and starting with Div A, which unfortunately was Tad undergunned uh, in the number of teams, just three of them. And one of them was uh, basically an invitational team in Black Omen. Uh, and given that they had three teams, they instituted a crossover match with NA Div B uh, to give those teams some action. Uh, ultimately, Imperial went through this division pretty untroubled in the end, uh, unbeaten, and they were certainly deserving winners. Uh, there were some excellent games, I will say, but there was also some real, real stinkers uh, in this division. Uh, it was probably the least competitive, all things considered. And, uh, you know, Black Omen and 228 Black Watch, they almost cancelled each other out, basically, and, and none of them really pushed EMP uh, to the level that they, uh, that they needed to be pushed. So EMP did finish first on 132 points. Uh, they won all of the games that they played, uh, and they won 24 of the 30 drops that, that counted uh, towards the tournament. And they had a kill rate, uh, very impressively, of 84%. Uh, 
Uh, EMP were actually ranked second in the division on roster strength and third overall. Uh, so I think it's probably fair to say they, they really reaffirmed their dominance over the NA region and they should be yeah pretty happy with their tournament. I don't think that they were particularly troubled all the way through. Uh, Chimera, of course, uh, led the stats for the team, uh, which is no surprise, but uh, I think it would be fair to say that Salath was the more influential pilot uh, and really did highlight that he is, if not the best, certainly in the top uh, one or two light pilots in the game at the moment, had an excellent, excellent tournament. Uh, the high point, I think, was just how adaptable and flexible they were as a team. So they really did have a lot of different things thrown at them, uh, both from Div A teams and from Div B teams. Uh, but they just adapted and overcame. They just, they, yeah, they just really looked unstoppable and unbeatable at so many points, uh, even when they were at the brink, I think, of going down. Black Omen uh, finished second on 110 points, uh, and they had to go to a secondary tiebreaker with 228 Black Watch, uh, given that they ended up with identical win-loss records, uh, both in matches and in drops. Uh, so yeah, pretty, pretty crazy there. They won three of the six matches they played. Uh, and of course, no surprise that Lizzie also led the stats for Black Omen, uh, averaging a match score of 297 and uh, 524 damage per drop. I think the high point for Omen was probably the light play. Uh, they had some very, very good uh, input from Dario and um, Navid A1. Uh, and they demonstrated in how important light play is, uh, particularly their timing. Uh, the timing of the interventions, I thought, uh, was very, very strong throughout the tournament. Uh, the low point, without a doubt, for Black Omen was the absolute snooze fest uh, that they played on HPG, a couple of stalemates on uh, in that round with 228 Black Watch that uh, no one really wanted to see, and unfortunately it was cast, so we had to watch it and it hurt our eyes. So on to 228 Black Watch, who finished third in the tournament, also on 110 points. They were on the other end of that aforementioned secondary tiebreaker. Uh, they also won 16 of the drops that they had played in, and yeah, they'll be disappointed, I think, that they didn't take uh, at least second from Black Omen, and in fact, probably disappointed uh, that they didn't perform better overall in the tournament. They are a very good team, uh, and they really did uh, let EMP off, I think, without pushing them in the way that they would have wanted to. Uh, no surprise, again, that one last bite was their top pilot and uh, averaged a match score of 274 and 402 damage uh, per drop. And one last bite got a ridiculous 30 kills across the tournament as well. So very impressive. Uh, their high point, I think, was the comeback win over Black Omen in round three, uh, winning the last three drops after going down in the first two. So I thought they showed a lot of grit uh, to come back and win in that game and take the match the last three drops. And of course, they shared that low point with Black Omen, uh, you know, really actively trying to play for a stalemate on those HPG drops, which, yeah, no one, no one really enjoyed. So that wasn't uh, the best kind of uh, comp play that we would hope to see. On to NADIVB, uh, which is the only division that is as yet undecided, and it will go to either Smoke Adders or White Knight Legion, as I mentioned. Uh, both strong teams, and uh, either of them would deserve to be crowned the champions. What set this division apart, I think, was just how close it's been. Uh, coming right down, of course, to this last round and the last game, and every drop will be meaningful. So it did have the largest number of teams, uh, with seven in total, and of course it did have that crossover match. 
within a Div A. So that was a little bit different as well. We'll start with Smoke Eaters, who will finish in first or second, and they will net somewhere between 124 and 139 points, uh, given that they do own the tiebreaker over both Potato Killers and Death From Above. Uh, and they won three out of the six matches that they have played so far. Uh, they won 18 of the 30 drops that they've played so far. And yeah, of course, they have the five drops and a match yet to play. Uh, they had a kill rate of 73%, which was pretty good as well. Now, they did come in to the division ranked fifth out of the seven teams. And given that they will finish first or second is an absolutely outstanding performance uh, from this team in this tournament. So they should be very, very happy uh, with how they went in the Martial Olympiad Reborn. Uh, they had really, really good contributions from lots of pilots, uh, but I think Unfearing is the pilot that had the best tournament for them, uh, averaging 272 match score and 469 damage per drop. Uh, their high point came in a, a division-defining de performance against Black Omen, uh, being the only Div B team to take a drop off a Div A match, uh, let alone two in one of those crossover matches. So that was really, really, really impressive. Uh, their low point is probably going to be on Sunday uh, when they get 5-0'd by my team, Clan Crossfire. Uh, White Knight Legion will also finish either first or second on 130 points, winning four of their seven matches. Uh, they won 20 out of the 35 drops they played and had a kill rate of around the tournament average 65%. They have also had a very, very good tournament. I think they came in uh, ranked third in the division on roster strength. But uh, yeah, they were performing like the top team right from the get-go, I think. No surprise that uh, Texan Scrublord was also their best, uh, averaging 285 match score and 441 damage uh, ac across the drops he played. Uh, but more impressively, getting more than a quarter of all the team's kills almost 50 in total. So that is an absolute sensational performance from Texan. Their, their high point, I think, was the clutch victory that they had over Potato Killers in round seven. Uh, they needed to win to stay in touch, and when they did, uh, it was an extremely crucial game for them uh, to get at least three drops off that other good team. And uh, their low point, I think, was probably the missed opportunity that they had in their crossover game uh, when they played 2 to 8 Blackwatch, uh, they were good enough to have taken some drops off that Div A team, but they just couldn't do it. So it would have been influential if they had. So I think if they went back and looked uh, at anything in the, in the division as to what they could have improved on, uh, it was probably in that game uh, where they, they easily could have taken some drops uh, off 2 to 8. Potato Killers finished third on 124 points, and they owned the tiebreaker over Death From Above. Uh, but they lose the tiebreaker to Smoke Adder, so that's why they will be guaranteed to finish in third. Uh, Potato Killers won three of their seven games and 18 out of their 35 drops, and they had a kill rate below tournament average at 59%. Now on roster strength, Potato Killers were ranked second highest in the division coming in, and 10th overall, which is pretty impressive, and they actually improved this roster strength by bringing in some a couple of very good pilots. Uh, in the last two rounds. So given that, they are probably disappointed uh, that they finished in third, particularly given how close it is, uh, and their position and where they finished has been dependent on tiebreakers. Now Yondu Udonta was their most consistent and averaged uh, 278 match score 
and 459 damage per drop, also nailing 25 kills. Uh, I think their high point was a very, very good win over Death From Above in the very first round, and they really kind of signaled their strength uh, right from the get-go, and it, it, of course, ended up with them having the tiebreaker to allow them to take third, uh, and their low point was probably the, the heavy defeat they were on the other end of it against Smokehatters uh, in round four, and that's why Smokehatters, of course, owned the tiebreaker over them, so yeah, I think they would look back at that match and think uh, and hope that they would have done better. Now, 2 to 8th Death From Above finished fourth, as mentioned. They were also on 124 points, but Due to the tiebreakers uh, against Potato Killers in SA, they drop down the rankings a little bit. They actually won four of their seven matches uh, and won 18 drops uh, with a kill rate of 60%. Death from Above was, however, ranked the highest in this division coming in and ninth overall on roster strength. So I think it would be fair to say that uh, their performance did fall below expectation. Uh, and despite you know strong pilots, very good leadership, uh, robust preparation for the matches and the rounds. Uh, they weren't able to get the job done in what is a very competitive division. Uh, but yeah, just, just a little bit either way, could have seen Death From Above uh, with a very, very different tournament. Now, nu Nuclear Weapon was really effective for them, uh, despite wanting everyone else to rage quit and die. Nuclear averaged 275 match score and 424 damage per drop. Uh, the high point for Death From Above, I think, was a very, very good round six victory over White Knight Legion that ended up being pretty crucial uh, and allowed them to stay in touch and push uh, for a possible win in the division. Uh, and their low point was, yeah, probably that round one loss to Potato Killers going down pretty hard and giving up four drops uh, against another team that they ended up being neck and neck with and uh, losing two on tiebreaker. Now, Emmy's Crab People will finish either 5th or 6th on 106 points, uh, and they also won 4 out of their 7 matches. Unfortunately, they were the kings of the 3-2 victory, and they won just 12 drops in total, uh, the minimum that you would need to win 4 matches, and they had a kill rate of just 40%. Uh, they were ranked 4th uh, coming in, so they have finished pretty close to where their, their roster strength would uh, lend them to. Uh, but they'll probably be disappointed with the tournament in that it was so up and down for them that they weren't able to be more consistent from drop to drop. Uh, but by the same token, I think they'll also be really happy that they got the wins that they did and, and they beat out teams that uh, on paper were far more fancy. So uh, given that they beat both Smoke Adders and White Knight Legion, who will finish first and second, uh, it kind of shows just how competitive crab people were and maybe it was just that lack of consistency uh, that stopped them from pulling off a, a really, really upset win in the division in total. I think, though, that their high point was uh, an amazing performance against EMP in the crossover match in round three. I think MS pushed EMP more than even the Div A teams. And uh, yeah, EMP, although they did get up in that match, I think that they had been faced with things uh, that they weren't throughout the rest of the tournament. Uh, and yeah, their low point, as I mentioned, of course, I think was just their lack of consistency and their ability to win more drops. They were good enough and they won matches, uh, but it was just that consistency that uh, as they won one, they often lost one. And that will be something that I think that they would want to correct moving forward. You know, they were, I think, a team that played very much to the level of their opposition. If the opposition were really good, they played really good. 
if the opposition weren't as good, they kind of drop down to that same level. So that's something that they'll probably want to think about as well. Now, Clan Crossfire, my team, uh, will finish either fifth or sixth, uh, somewhere between 103 points or 118. Uh, and they have won two of the six matches that they have played so far. They have got that one game still against Smoke Adders. Uh, they currently have won 11 out of the 30 drops that they have played in and had a kill rate of 53%. Clan Crossfire came into the division rank six uh, on roster strength, and uh, you know, as the only true Oceanic team in the tournament, probably have placed uh, where they expected to place. But uh, I, I do know that as a team, we are kind of ruining a few opportunities that we thought we had, and we feel that we have underperformed, and we could have could have easily taken uh, more drops than we did. TK87 was uh, Clan Crossfire's best. Uh, averaging 249 match score and 395 damage per drop, uh, and also getting 17 kills. Uh, the high point for Clan Crossfire, I think, was the victory over Potato Killers in round five, uh, and the low point was a pretty confused performance against White Knight Legion in round three, where they got beaten 5-0. The answer uh, finished seventh on 85 points, and they were unable to get a win in the tournament, uh, and they only took five drops across the entire tournament. Uh, with a 26% kill rate. Uh, they were ranked 7th in the division coming in on roster strength, so they have actually placed where their roster strength would have said. Uh, but like Crane Crossfire, they, they have the look of a team, I think, that enjoy playing comp, uh, but aren't putting that same time into practice or scrims against other teams uh, that a lot of these very competitive and top uh, comp teams do. Uh, Tolson, I think, was the best and averaged uh, a 216 match score and 383 damage per drop, also securing 16 kills. Uh, their high point, I think, came in the last round where they came very, very close to getting that victory, uh, taking MS Crab People down to uh, a last drop and a 3-2 decision. On to NA Div C, uh, and this was also a tightly fought division that came down to the result of the very last drop in the second to last game that was played. It fell the right way for Diamond Shark Alpha Galaxy Command Cluster, who took this division by a tiebreak over Dropship 4. Uh, and indeed, teams first through fourth were separated by just 12 points. Uh, there were six teams in total in the division, uh, and the division produced two teams that ended up ranking top five uh, overall in the tournament based on match score. So some very, very good teams in there. So DSAG uh, Command Cluster finished first in this division on 104, uh, thanks to their round three victory over Dropship 4, uh, and they had won four of their five matches. Uh, it included winning 19 of their drops, and they had a very, very impressive kill rate at 82%. Now, some thought that this team uh, was pretty much in the wrong division. Uh, given that they ranked not only highest on roster strength in Division C by quite a long way, uh, but they actually ranked higher on roster strength than two of the NA Div B teams. So yeah, they were probably lucky to be in uh, Division C, and they probably performed as expected. You would expect a team uh, with that kind of roster strength to end up where they did in winning that division. Now their best pilot was MK2, uh, who not only averaged 290 match score, and 428 damage per drop, uh, but piloted the Street Crow that was probably the defining moment of the tournament for them. And that was that victory over Dropship 4, uh, which was certainly their high point. 
Uh, and yeah, MK2 was right in the middle of that. Uh, their low point was probably the only loss that they had, which was to Blackthorn Dragoons in round two. Dropship 4 finished second in the division on that tiebreak, as mentioned, also on 104 points, and they had won three of their five matches. And now Dropship 4 won 18 of the 25 drops that they played in, and they had a vicious kill rate uh, of 87%. Now Dropship 4 were originally ranked fifth in the division, uh, but that was a little bit misleading given that uh, their ranks did include three pilots whose Jarl's rankings were high enough really to put them in Devay teams. You know, they were well up uh, in that uh, 96th to 99th percentile uh, in regards to their, to their um, score on Jarl. So yeah, I think they probably would have expected to perform when you've got those um, Div A quality pilots forming the backbone uh, of your team. Uh, and in fact, they're probably gutted that, that they couldn't take it the whole way uh, and, and take the division. So yeah, it was no doubt that Soviet Armada, their highest ranking pilot, uh, was their standout. Uh, Soviet averaged 336 match score and 550 damage uh, and also accounted for a quarter of all of that team's kill. So very, very impressive uh, by Soviet playing uh, in that division. Uh, their high point, I think, was their round one victory over Blackthorn Dragoons, which was a very, very good win early on. Uh, and of course, their low point uh, had to be losing that final drop and ultimately the match to Cameron's Highlanders Claymore. Um, they had the power to take the division right there in one game, and unfortunately they weren't able to get that across the line. So no doubt that will be a, a low point for a very, very good dropship for. Blackthorn Dragoons finished third uh, on 98 points and they won four of their five matches as well. Uh, that included 16 drops that they won with a kill rate of 61%. Uh, Blackthorn Dragoons were ranked fourth in the division coming in, so to win all but one game and to finish third is, I think, a tremendous performance. They did very, very well. Uh, it's also a little disappointing, I think, because they were actually pretty close to taking this division as well. So. Overall, a tournament to reflect on for BTD. Uh, Lusankia was their best pilot, uh, averaging 413 damage and 271 match score per drop, also getting 21 kills. I think their high point was probably that round two win over the division winners, DSAG, uh, and their low point was uh, that loss to dropship four in round one, where they went down four drops to one, uh, and of course that ended up being pretty meaningful with just how close this division was. Cameron's Highlanders Claymore were fourth on 92 points and they won three of their five matches. Uh, they won 14 of their 25 drops and had a kill rate very close to tournament average at 66%. They were ranked third in the division on roster strength coming in, so they're probably a little bit disappointed that they didn't finish higher and that they ended up in fourth, although of course it was a pretty competitive division. Uh, Deraku was outstanding for Claymore, averaging 481 damage and a 302 match score each drop, uh, as well as 19 kills. Uh, their high point, I think, was the very gritty and very tense win over Dropship 4 uh, that denied them winning the division in round 5. Uh, and I think their low point was probably the drops that they ended up giving up to Aces Wild in round 1. They won that match 3-2, but uh, they gave up drops against Aces Wild where none of the other top teams did. So that's probably something that was a low point for them in the tournament. Bears Brawlers finished fifth on 68 points. Uh, they won just one of their six matches. 
you know, they'll likely be disappointed in their performance. Uh, initially, they were ranked second in the division on roster strength, uh, but probably suffered a little bit from maybe a lack of cohesion or practice or being able to get all the pilots together when they needed them to. Uh, Boxham was probably their most consistent, uh, averaging an excellent 274 match score and 485 damage uh, per drop, which was very, very good. Uh, Their high point was their excellent showing against BTD in the last round. Whilst they didn't win, they played very, 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 very well. Uh, And as I said, their low point, I think, was probably the struggles that they had in the tournament to work as a team, uh, to have consistency in what they had established and what they had done both in the drops and uh, obviously in their approach uh, to the tournament. Aces Wild finished 6 on 59 points. They weren't able to get a win in the tournament and ultimately they actually won just 3 drops. Uh, 2 of course which were in round 1 against Claymore. Uh, now they were actually ranked lower on roster strength than the Division D team Aces Wild Black Aces. And they were also quite a way below some of the other teams in Div C. So it was always going to be an uphill battle for them. Uh, but I thought they played with a real honour uh, and integrity. And they really seemed to have fun, which I think was awesome. So whilst it was pretty tough for them, uh, it was great that they were in the division and were competing. Alex 545 was their best, uh, averaging 284 match score and 472 damage uh, per drop. Uh, And I think, yeah, their high point was that very strong performance in round one where they really did push uh, Claymore and uh, took two drops off them. So last but not least was a very entertaining NA Div D, which also saw six teams battling for the title. Now, once the dust had settled in this division, it was Aces Wild 3rd Battalion Black Aces who were the victors, uh, and they effectively led from start to finish, uh, going through unbeaten in the end. They were pushed though by a couple of other very good teams in the division uh, and it did produce some really, really good games. So uh, it was certainly an an indication that uh, comp is valid at all of these levels of play uh, because we did see some very uh, entertaining and good matches. So Black Aces finished first on 117 points. They won all of their five matches and 22 of their 25 drops and they had a kill rate of 86%, which was outstanding. Uh, They were ranked first in the division by uh, a pretty decent margin. As mentioned, they were actually ranked uh, higher on roster strength than the team above them in Div C. Uh, So they probably performed as expected, uh, but of course they went through unbeaten. So they'll be very happy with with how they went uh, in the tournament. Uh, Kaldabeski was their best, uh, managing a very, very good 33 kills, uh, averaging 308 match score and 469 damage per drop. Uh, Nothing but high points really for the team. As mentioned, I think going through unbeaten will certainly be the thing that they will be most pleased with. 228th IBR, Death From Below finished second on 107 points, and they won four of their five matches. They won 18 of the drops that they played in and had a very good kill rate of 77%. Uh, They had ranked third in the division coming in, so coming in second and competing the way they did was a very, very good result. Uh, Now, Chortles was outstanding for them, uh, though they did have a lot of good contributors. Many of their pilots played very well, but Chortles, uh, with 22 kills, an average match score of 300, an average damage of 409 per drop, uh, was fantastic. So hard to look past Chortles as their best pilot. 
Uh, their high point, I think, was a very, very good win over 79th Raptor Talon Cluster in the last round, uh, whilst their low point was in coming really, really close to beating Black Aces in round three, uh, but not quite getting over the line. On reflection, if they had come through and won that one, uh, it's very likely that they would have taken the division. So 79th Raptor Talon did finish third on 98 points. Uh, they won three of their five matches, uh, and that included winning 16 drops. Uh, their kill rate was very good as well at 71%, uh, and they were ranked second coming into the division. So whilst it was very competitive, I think they probably would have hoped uh, to finish at least second uh, to reflect their uh, roster strength and, and potentially even beat uh, Black Aces. Now, Mr. Anderson was absolutely fantastic for uh, Raptor Talon, uh, amassing 30 kills and an insane 560 damage per drop average, which was very, very good. Uh, the high point for 79th, I think, was probably just how well a lot of their pilots performed. So whilst I've called out Mr. Anderson there, they got good contributions from almost their entire roster. So something went very, very well for that team uh, to get really, really good contributions across the board from so many of their pilots. Smokeaters 505th finished 4th on 74 points, uh, and they won 2 of their 5 matches. Uh, they won 8 drops uh, and had a kill rate of 43%. Uh, 505th were ranked 5th in the division, uh, so a 4th place finish is a positive result. They should be happy with the 2 wins. Etherex uh, was the best and averaged uh, 505 damage and 290 match score per drop, which is very good. Uh, their high point, I think, was the two very good victories that they did uh, to take two matches was very, very good. Uh, and I think the low point for them was probably when they lost, they didn't push the teams very hard. So uh, they, when they lost, they kind of gave it away a little bit easy. So I think that's probably something that they would look back on and want to change for next tournament. Diamond Shark 39th Strike Cluster finished fifth on 69 points and they won one uh, of their matches. Diamond Shark were actually the lowest ranked in the tournament, so uh, to get the one win and to finish fifth here, I think is a pretty admirable performance. Uh, they did push the higher ranked teams, I think, more than, say, Smoke Adders did, uh, so despite where they finished, I think there were plenty of positive signs for them uh, in this division. Uh, Adestriax was their best, uh, averaging 456 damage and 268 match score, and also collecting 22 kills in the tournament. Uh, their high point, I think, was just in how they stayed in the contest. You know, they uh, they did go down. They did only win one match. But uh, yeah, they were gritty enough to push a lot of the teams uh, and, and really take those contests uh, down to the wire. And finally, Cameron's Highlanders Sons of Thunder finished sixth on 59 points. Uh, unfortunately, they were not able to get a win in the tournament. Uh, they were on the rough end of a few of the matches, uh, but they competed valiantly in every match. Uh, they turned up and looked like they had a really good time. Uh, Litzkrieg Raddick performed really well, an average match score of 223 and average damage of 359 per drop, which was really good. Uh, I think their high point was the uh, last round where they saved their best performance uh, in pushing Diamond Shark right to the brink. Uh, they didn't get the victory there, but they did perform really, really well. So that was a pretty brief look at each of the 32 teams and how they went in the Marshall Olympiad Reborn. Uh, obviously, it is based just on what I'd observed from watching and, of course, the match statistics that I had been collecting for each game. 
Right, so based on those stats, let's talk about the top five teams in the tournament. Uh, in fifth, we have the very powerful EMP, Imperial, uh, and they average 247 match score per player per drop uh, in their unbeaten run in NA Div A. Uh, EMP's accuracy and kill rate were the best in the tournament, uh, but these stats were padded a little bit by the fact that they had the two crossover matches uh, with the NA Div B teams. Uh, in fourth is Black Aces, uh, who were winners of NA Div D. Uh, they averaged 250 match score per player per drop. Uh, Black Aces had the best survivability uh, in the tournament, on average losing only 50% of their health uh, as at the end of the game, so pretty impressive there. Uh, in third is Dropship 4 from NA Div C, and they averaged 251 match score per player per drop. Uh, Dropship 4 had fantastic average damage, uh, they really, really hit teams hard when they played. Um, they were a little top-heavy as a team, uh, with just four of their pilots accounting for more than half of the total damage and half the total kills uh, that the team managed. But uh, they used their pilots uh, to really, really good effect uh, and for a good result, finishing second in Div C. In second is Majestic 12, uh, who were winners of EU Div B. They averaged 257 match score per player per drop. Uh, Majestic were pretty great across the board, to be honest. Uh, they had the highest average damage. Uh, they had ridiculous accuracy uh, as per their components' destruction. Uh, and their kill rate was pretty awesome as well. So I'd mentioned earlier in the piece uh, that they were probably the best team uh, and just based on all of those different metrics. But uh, yeah, they were second at least on average match score. And of course, uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that Majestic 12 had the least amount of team damage of any team across the tournament, so something else uh, that they were able to ace. Uh, but in number one, in first place, uh, it goes to Diamond Shark Alpha Galaxy, winners uh, of Division uh, NA Div C, and they had a very impressive 267 average match score per player per drop across the tournament. Uh, I think Cohesion was the hallmark of DSAG. Uh, they were the only team to use just nine pilots throughout the tournament, uh, and therefore they had the average amount of game time and drops played uh, per pilots on their roster as well. Uh, they also had the smallest variance between their highest performing pilot and their lowest performing pilot when we consider match score uh, less than 50 separated first from ninth on their team. So yeah, very, very good. Uh, comp, I guess, is all about teamwork. And I think it's probably fair to say that DSAG really did show how powerful a tool it can be. So well done to DSAG and indeed all of these awesome teams on a very, very good tournament. So we're going to finish up the episode with a few specialty awards. Uh, so the Nuremberg Award for Crimes Against Humanity goes to Blackthorn Dragoons, uh, who did 2,623 team damage across the tournament. Now, this was far and away the most of any team, and it was almost double the average amount done in the tournament. So not sure, not sure whether these guys just don't like each other or what, but uh, let's, let's try and be kind to each other there, guys. The Gandhi Award for Dedication to Pacifist Principles goes to Cameron's Highlanders Sons of Thunder, uh, who generally shunned the mech-on-mech -mech violence uh, choosing to only kill 44 of the 200 mechs that they came across in the field of battle, 
very principled approach, gentlemen, and I admire that greatly. Well done. The Gandhi Award goes to you. The Agent Smith Award for pilot representation in competition goes to The Answer, who had 29 different pilots play for them at some point during this competition. So lucky uh, probably that they didn't get an MC reward because uh, once they spread that out, uh, it wouldn't be much to go around. And uh, yeah, but well done for them for letting uh, everyone that owns a computer in the world uh, play on their team. The Kim Kardashian Award for the least entertaining drop ever played is jointly awarded to 228 The Black Watch and Black Omen. Uh, who gave us 30 minutes of game time that no one will remember to forget uh, and potentially buried any chance of seeing HPG domination in comp ever again. Uh, anyone would think these guys aren't Div A players and are playing with steering wheels. So uh, yeah, let's let's not go for stalemates, but uh, enjoy your Kim Kardashian awards. Uh, and last but not least, the People's Choice Award for the choicest team in the tournament. Uh, and I have awarded that one to MS Crab People. Now, not only did they play more 3 2 games than any team that has ever played a five drop tournament before, uh, but they gave us some really entertaining drops, uh, both in their excellent gameplay and, of course, in their constant crab related memes uh, to come through and up the divisions the way that they have uh, and to beat very, very good teams. Uh, like Smoke Adders and White Knight Legend in this tournament, and of course to push EMP uh, the way they did, I thought was really, really awesome. So well done to the Krabbies from Merkstar. Uh, certainly hope to keep seeing you guys in the comp scene. From a Kiwi here in New Zealand, you are choice, bro. Right, so that is it for this episode. Uh, my sincerest congratulations to all the teams that participated in the tournament. Your time, effort and energy is after all what keeps these things going. Uh, so thank you everyone for your dedication to the tournament and of course to this game. Uh, thank you all for the time spent practicing, uh, organizing times and scrims and lobbies, uh, doing the mech math on drops and on strats, and of course for the constant drawing of penises on the map strats. It is a great community and I think that has been highlighted by this awesome tournament and all the awesome teams that have taken part uh, and that I've talked about in the episode. Now we'll be dropping another episode soon uh, and we are going to discuss the uh, next tournament that's coming up, the Inner Sphere Coalition. So be sure to stay tuned and listen to that one, uh, give you all the info and the skinny on what will be involved in that tournament. Uh, of course, make sure that you check it out and sign up. Uh, let's keep this comp stuff going. Hope you enjoyed this review episode and uh, I will catch you all next time. Now you're weeping shades of cozen and you go got the men you serve in your Sequence initiated.